a sea creature that lives forever. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Will the Green Prince be a Green King? The death of Queen Elizabeth last week has led to the ascension of a lifelong environmentalist to the British throne. However, King Charles III will likely be less of a climate activist than he was as Prince Charles. Fifty years ago, when he was in his 20s, Charles spoke publicly of the danger of oil pollution destroying beaches and seabirds. He warned of factories contaminating rivers and polluting the air with smoke. He's been an active supporter of wildlife conservation and anti-poaching efforts. In 2021, Prince Charles launched Terra Carta, a version of the Magna Carta, through which businesses were urged to recognize fundamental rights and the value of nature, including support for international agreements on climate, biodiversity, and desertification. But now as king, he will have to express himself differently because of the traditional limits on the sovereign from taking an overt political stance on the UK's politics and its decision-making. Holding his tongue in public on climate issues will likely be a challenge for the king, as his new prime minister, Liz Truss, is set on lifting a ban on fracking and approving more drilling in the North Sea to increase energy supplies. The country might also keep some coal plants operating that have been set to close this year. However, Charles is expected to meet with the prime minister in private on a weekly basis, during which he may express his concerns about climate change. And as far as climate change goes, it's not game over. Every fraction of a degree we limit global warming reduces the risk of hitting tipping points after which significant changes to oceans and weather would be irreversible. That's according to a new study that shows multiple tipping points could be triggered if global temperature rises 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. Once a tipping point is reached, even if temperatures stop rising, changes put in motion like melting ice sheets or disappearing rainforests will continue and become self-perpetuating. Even now at 1.1 degrees Celsius of warming, the researchers say we are in the danger zone for five tipping points, including permafrost thawing that releases greenhouse gases and the disruption of the ocean currents in the North Atlantic, changing rain patterns which billions of people depend on for food. If we do reach 1.5 degrees of warming, additional tipping points are possible, including changes to northern forests and losing all mountain glaciers. But there is hope. The chance of crossing the tipping points can be reduced by immediately cutting greenhouse gas emissions. We've all heard tales of the legendary Fountain of Youth, a mythical spring that can turn back the clock for anyone drinking or bathing in its waters. Immortality is fiction, of course, unless you're Turritopsis dornii, a tiny jellyfish the size of a fingernail that can return to its juvenile state akin to a butterfly becoming a caterpillar again. Scientists have known for a couple of decades about this so-called immortal jellyfish, which under stress from injury or a lack of food, will reabsorb its tentacles and sink to the seafloor as a baby polyp to start its life anew. Now, according to researchers from the University of Oviedo in 
Spain who sequenced the immortal jellyfish genome, we have an inkling as to how they defy death. The team found that when compared to a related mortal jellyfish, Teratopsis dornii has double the number of genes that repair and protect DNA which allow it to produce more restorative proteins. It also has unique mutations that prevent its chromosome's protective caps, called telomeres, which in humans tend to shorten with age, from deteriorating. The researchers said their goal isn't to achieve human immortality, but rather that the genes they've identified could offer insights into numerous diseases associated with aging. And finally, heat waves, drought, wildfires, California is grappling with severe challenges brought on by the climate crisis. So to up its resiliency game, the state is turning to a creature once hunted nearly to extinction and periodically maligned as a nuisance, the North American beaver. Sure, the rodent builds dams that divert waterways and cause floods, but it turns out that's a good thing. Those piles of sticks and mud create ponds and channels that spread water over the landscape, giving it more time to soak into the soil, which ultimately keeps plants green even during drought. That's according to Emily Fairfax at Cal State Channel Islands, whose research in 2020 showed that during wildfires, areas where beavers were active remained lush, while adjacent land was scorched. Given beavers' ability to protect and restore ecosystems, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife wants to enlist them as part of a nature-based, cost-efficient solution to the climate crisis and use their engineering skills to increase wildfire resiliency and boost biodiversity. The department has posted its first job listings for senior environmental scientists who will oversee restoration efforts and reevaluate programs that installed beaver dam analogs that mimic the real deal. So we're still friends beavers? No hard feelings for those days of relocation and extermination? Nah, that's water under the dam. That's it for this week in water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.